Hello, this is Shani Tarragon on behalf of Mizrahi's Daily Dose on the Daf. On today's Daf, Shabbat Kofiotet 119, we learn of numerous ways through which the Amoraim would honor the Shabbos through special foods and preparations, the importance of tefillot on Shabbat, setting the table for Shabbat, honoring the Shabbos with a Malava Malka upon its departure. And towards the end of Kofiotet Amud Bet, the Gemara returns to the Mishnah subjects of limitations on rescuing items from a fire on Shabbat by teaching us that fires come as a punishment for the desecration of the Shabbat. Day. As Yirmiyahu warns his generation prior to destruction, If you do not sanctify the Shabbat, particularly through observing the biblical prohibition of carrying or not carrying on Shabbat, then Hashem will ignite fires in the gates and it will consume the palaces of Yerushalayim and people will not be around to extinguish it. Noteworthy that the punishment for desecrating the Shabbat is through the malacha explicitly prohibited by the Torah, namely of kindling a fire. The Gemara then continues to teach in the name of Abaye, Lo charva Yerushalayim, ela b'shvil shechalulu Shabbat. It must be then that Yerushalayim was destroyed and burned down because they desecrated the Shabbat. The Gemara then lists six additional causes for the destruction of Yerushalayim in consonance with the motif, Lo charva Yerushalayim, ela b'shvil. Except, interestingly, for the middle one, Lo Charva Yushalayim Ela Mipne, for the continuation highlights the word Panim. Mipne Shalohayalahem Boshet Panim Zemize. They had no shame of face for their wrongdoings. A similar phrase of Lo Charva Yushalayim Ela appears in Bava Mitzia, and throughout Shas we find other explanations for the destruction of Yushalayim, particularly for the destruction of the Second Temple. Each time, however, it's phrased somewhat differently. For example, in the Yushalmi, in Sanhedrin and Yoma, there we find the destruction of Yushalayim presented with the prelude, Arba'im Shana Ad Shalochara Beit HaMikdash, teaching us that there was an entire generation of 40 years of gradual corruption, Ben Adam Lamakam, Ben Adam Lachavero. Maybe that's what's actually being described in our sugya, stage two. The explanations all describing the religious and social breakdown, beginning with Chilul Shabbat, the foundation of religious infrastructure that lead to then a lack of Kabbalat Omachet Shamayim, a lack of Torah education, all of these ben adam lamakom, followed by the transition mipnei shaloh hayalahem boshapanim zemizet, their lack of shame and misconduct ben adam lamakom, led to also ben adam laatzma, they're not even embarrassed by what they're doing, which then leads to the social corruption ben adam lachavero. And finally, the absence of Anshe Amana, the people of truth. Maybe our sugya is the segue to understand the three stories in Gemara Gittin, all beginning with the phrases Al X, Al Blank, Harva Yushalayim, Haramelech, and Beitar. All three of these stories describing someone coming to the Caesar, stating that the Jews had rebelled, and then bringing in the Romans, basically, to, as we know, ultimately destroy the Beit HaMikdash. This is describing the already present internal strife, the Sinat Chinam, the lack of Jewish leadership that led, ultimately, to the Chorban Beit HaMikdash. This is the Maccabepatish that comes only once there is already a religious and social breakdown. As we enter the Shabbat preceding the fast of Shabbat Harbitamuz and the three weeks Bain Hamitzarim leading to the Chorban, let's revisit the beginning of the fundamentals that protect us from religious and social corruption, namely Shabbat observance. Wishing you all a Shabbat filled with meaning, honor, pleasure, and peace. Shabbat Shalom.